0: The restrictions that have been in place for some months have stopped us marking some life events in the way that we're used to marking them, in the way that we might normally choose. Some of us have grieved loved ones in funerals where there's only been a handful. Weddings are currently limited to only 15 in attendance and that's and at some points we've not been able to have weddings at all over the summer. I know of a family elsewhere who want to have a service celebrating the birth of their child but it's limited in number to six if it's not in a main morning service. What strange times this is. This is all far removed from what we're used to. And it's far removed from the time of Jesus, the first century. Where many, many might have gathered for a wedding. And there's quite a party going on in this passage. Quite a number of there. A huge gathering, a large gathering. Which Jesus... And his family and his friends, the disciples, attend together. We hope and pray that such day will return soon. But probably all understand something of why there are currently those limits. Even though they might make us upset or angry. And, and maybe even invoke, uh, invoke different illness within us. One aspect of why some of these restrictions have come in, the reason the pubs are shutting at 10, and that social numbers have to be small, is because of what happens when we drink too much. There's an old French proverb that says, wine is a turncoat. First a friend and then an enemy. That's because it relaxes us, but then takes hold of us, causing us to do things that, if sober, we would avoid. It reduces our ability to react and to be coordinated. Hence, why drink drive is so dangerous. Alcohol dulls our senses and our common sense, too. After a few glasses, the quality is not so noticeable. Why would anyone save the best to last? It doesn't make sense. As a concert, it's different, isn't it? The musicians might play their best piece of music, the most well-known in their repertoire, as the closing act, the final song. Because that's what we take away and we go, wow, how amazing was that? If they've got something new that nobody knows, it's more sort of tucked away in the middle of the concert. And yes, it's appreciated, but not like that closing piece. At a drinks party, it might be a bit different especially if all the booze that's there is getting consumed. The last is the thick Spanish liqueur at the back of a cupboard that's been there since the mid-1970s. It's not the one you would drink. In the passage, family and friends are gathered for a party, a party that would normally last a few days and have many, many at it. And the drink has run out. And Jesus is there with his mum and the disciples, possibly 12 extra guests that weren't on the original list. That weren't in the original considerations. And the cellar is now dry. There's going to be some embarrassment. And although in recent times we might have a tradition of the bride's father paying most of the bill, in the first century, it was more typically the groom's father that is the host. He's the one that sends the invites. He's the one that we hear in a parable, sends even clothes for people to wear. It is a major thing for the groom's father. But here... The father of the groom is not mentioned. And we might take that to mean he might not even be alive anymore. Instead, it would be the groom and the wider family that would have been responsible for organizing the party. The wider family that seems to include Mary and Jesus. What a way to start married life for the groom. What a way to start that joining of two families together with a party that falls flat that would dissatisfy his wife's family, suggesting that he was unable to care for her in the future. And it would also have an impact on the wider community. But Jesus doesn't allow that to happen. Stone jars Ritual cleansing jars, big jars described as being twice the size of a car's fuel tank. That's not quite what they wrote in the Greek. But in the description in the NIV, that's what you can work it out as. And if you can think how long you stand there at the pump filling it up, six huge jars. And that water is repurposed in a miraculous way and it becomes the best wine. And as Danny said, it's not just what he thinks is the best wine or what I think is the best wine or what the master of the banquet thinks is the best wine or anyone else there thinks is the best wine. It is the best wine. Wine like no one has ever tasted before, wine that brings refreshment and joy, and which on the tongue gives wonderful sensation. Jesus has turned what would have been an embarrassment into something that will be really remembered a blessing for the future, for the future of that family that's starting off in life. John, in his gospel, calls this a sign. It's not simply an act of power, if I could use that word simply in one of Jesus' miracles. It's not simply something that we marvel at, but is a sign Of the coming kingdom and a sign of what we are to learn from jesus jesus takes away the embarrassment not simply at the wedding but he takes away the embarrassment from us when we have not got it right when we turn to him he forgives. He makes a fresh start. Because of Jesus, we in our faith don't need to have ritual cleansing jars. We don't need these great pots, of stone jars of water. We might have hand gel at the door to come in, but it's not a religious ritualistic coming before God. For his purpose, we can come to the Father despite our fallen nature, because Jesus takes us and he makes us the best. When we turn to him, we are made pure and holy. We are adopted into the family we are made one. You might remember that, that sense of being part of the church, and the one church is holy, Catholic, and apostolic. We are holy because Jesus makes us holy. Now, at times, you might not feel holy, and it's not because of something that you've done that you're holy. But because of Jesus, we become holy and cleansed by his blood poured out on the cross. We are cleansed by that blood that we remembered last week when we shared communion and had wine. So instead of ritualistic cleansing. It is by what Jesus pours out that we can come to God. When we think that in our life we have run out, when we have gone dry, when we are maybe considered an embarrassment or at least think that way of ourselves, we only have to look to him and Jesus steps in and he changes the pattern for the future now i'm sure that there are things in our life at the moment maybe in our church's life certainly in the nation and beyond that might cause us simply to put our head in our hands that might cause us struggle that might say what way forward can there possibly be? What way forward can there be? Just like being at that party where the wine runs out. What a disaster. What possible way. But it is in our time of weakness that he can reveal his strength. That he pours out that blessing upon us. So turn to him and ask him to pour out what is the best. Amen.